Welcome to Engage Your Tribe, a podcast about the art and science of audience engagement. I'm Jeremy Shear, founder and CEO of Tribal Knowledge Podcasting, and my guest is Ryan Alford, CEO and founder of the marketing firm Radical and host of the Radcast podcast. Ryan, it's great to have you on the show. Hey, my pleasure, Jeremy. Really uh, great to be here with you. So say a few words about your company, about Radical. Yeah. Um, well, I've been in the marketing and advertising business for 20 years and working for other companies and mainly on the ad agency side. But three years ago, I decided it was time to start my own thing and ventured out. And, you know, we're in upstate South Carolina, but I've worked across the U.S. I've worked in Manhattan for five years, some of the largest AZ brands in, in the world. And so cut my teeth and learned a lot, but ventured out with a few clients and it was me in a co-work space uh, three years ago. And uh, now I own the co-work space and our agency's taken over about half of it. We're, I think we're right at, if we're not the fastest growing agency in South Carolina, we're got to be two or three uh, gone from one to roughly 20 employees, both here and across the country. Uh, and, you know, are uh, rocking and rolling. So we're a digital marketing agency. We're, you know, we call ourselves full service. We do everything from brand development and strategy and consultation to building websites and e-commerce platforms. So full service agency and, uh, yeah, just excited about our growth. That's awesome. Yeah, it sounds like you've done really, really well. So now when I found you guys on LinkedIn and I checked out the, the Radical website, one thing that really caught my eye and, and really caught my ear, I should probably say, it was your podcast, the Radcast, because I'm a podcast guy. But also because I think it's really cool that you've made podcasting a sort of central part of your brand and one of your main content marketing channels. So why podcasting? Why did you choose podcasting? Well, you know, I've done podcasting for, you know, eight plus years, a couple of the startups and other things. And I always saw it as a really logical marketing channel. Um, I'm a relationship guy. And I think Business development is historically very salesy, very time-consuming, um, and there's a lot of, call it softening the beachhead that takes place that could take place if you, you know, had a more personal and real perspective out into the world. And podcasting kind of does that for us. We've, I've seen it. It's, it's become our number one marketing channel. It's where half of our business development comes from. Um, and I've been, uh, you know, we've, we're at 135 episodes. I started literally month one that Radical started. And, uh, you know, we have amazing guests on. And it allows us to really set the foundation for my personal beliefs in marketing, my perspectives, and then bringing on guests that bring that. So we're adding the value of, of guest input, some amazing CMOs, CEOs, uh, really just, you know, radical business changers. Uh, out there combined with my perspective and, and, and background in marketing and kind of my take on what's happening in the marketing world because we do a lot of news updates and different things like that. It allows people to kind of get to know us before they know us. Okay, awesome. And so how does that translate into helping you grow your business? Yeah, well, basically we promote it really well. Ad agencies are historically bad promoters of themselves. It seems totally ironic uh, because that's what they do. But what happens is I've always been a firm believer in marketing, advertising, the companies and the agency that I worked for. Um, it always seemed logical to me. But for whatever reason, even some of the largest agencies, 
up until recently are not great at promoting themselves. And so we use the, the podcast um, and we promote the heck out of it. You know, I'm verified on all the social media channels. And so I push it out there. I have a really heavy personal brand that I invest in both time and resource. And so we promote the podcast heavily. Uh, we're, we're right in the top 100 uh, in the marketing and growing quickly uh, field on like Apple and some of the other platforms, you know, like we're probably in the, you know, 93 percentile of total listeners for business podcasting. You know, the people think it is still pretty niche. Don't get me wrong. It's not like we have millions of listeners like Joe Rogan, but we are getting into the thousands now. And the average, you know, podcast, you know, probably gets like 25 listeners, you know, and mm -hmm. it's and so we're we're getting scale, but we're promoting it which then gets it in front of potential clients that hear about it or their friends or colleagues or people they trust hear about it. And so again, prospects that are calling and hiring us and are mentioning the podcast about one out of every two. Okay. So it's really working for, it's really working well for you. And I see that really? on the Apple podcast, you, you have, you have a lot of, a uh, lot of really good ratings so you're getting yep. just a, a lot of traction there. And how do you promote the podcast? I mean, you mentioned pushing it out to social, but say a little bit more about that. Sort of how does that work? Sure. We we produce, um, I'll say the, it's kind of a long-winded, I'll, I'll, I'll give you the short answer, but <laughs> the, uh, the beauty of podcasting and content development. So what people don't understand is, you're taking the time to capture this content, right? And just like we're doing here, you've got video, you're getting the audio. There's so many channels for content. So we get multi-camera video on every episode. We live produce the video with lower thirds and dynamic content overlaid, depending on what's talked about, almost like a newscast. So we produce high-level audio, high-level video for every episode. We shoot behind the scenes of every episode. And so we look at each moment. We're in that hour, that 30 minutes, whatever that window is, how much content we can we create while we're doing all of this? You know, like we're, we're, the time is being spent. How do we get as much content? So we literally, I call it the atomization of content. So we, we capture all of that content we turn it into five to ten highlight videos. We turn it into six to seven graphic images posts. Three to four behind-the-scene videos. Every episode turns into at least 20 to 25 pieces of content on top of the full episode. We use all of that to push it across social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, all the channels. I naturally have some pretty heavy influence on these channels. And so it gets a lot of traction. We'll run some ad spend behind it occasionally on Instagram or Facebook or others. Some of the highlights to gain viewership and different things like that. But a lot of it's organic with us and consistency of posting it. We're getting heavier with our YouTube promotion. We do so much video. It's probably been one lagging area, but we're really getting hyper-focused on it now uh, with optimizing for YouTube. We've been putting the content there, but we haven't. What I, I wouldn't say we've been optimizing it. Uh, with captions and thumbnails the best way, but we're really digging into that. That's a real hyper-focus for us because our audio growth is tremendous, but we have all this video, and other than like the clips, the highlight clips get tons of engagement. 
but our full episodes deserve a little bit more given all the, the, the production value we're adding to it. But some combination of all of that really helps with promotion. And again, we look at that as we promote the podcast, the podcast viewers and listeners grow. We know that clients are coming in from that. And it's also, and it's not just, it's not just client growth. It's, I stay sharp on perspectives. I'm learning from my guests. It keeps me, you know, the, you know, iron sharpens iron. And by having dynamic guests and different things, it's not, I'm not looking for a dollar for a dollar return, though it's turned into more than that now. Uh, It's kind of been an ancillary. I saw that as potential, but I also saw it as a way to learn and grow our perspective and be rubbing shoulders with brands and people that we want to work with at some point. Okay. So, so this is a way by getting to know the folks that you bring on the podcast, it's a way to network. It's kind of a, a bit of a sales prospecting tool, all that stuff combined into one. Absolutely. It's uh, and you know, whether we are trying to just have guests on that we think will become clients, we use, that's not the filter. We certainly will use a filter. Like, well, I respect the heck out of what they're doing. I'd love to have them on. Um, you know, we'll, we certainly use that filter at times, but mainly we just admire a brand or what they're doing. We'll have a CMO or CEO on. Um, yeah, we'd love to work with them. And it is, but that isn't the only, it isn't all selfish. It's like, I just want to talk to them and learn and, and maybe network because you never know who they know or what they know. And there's been so many of those instances. Like literally we had a fundraiser last week and a guy that I had on, um, he was one of the finalists on MasterChef. And he's, you know, big in personal land, Noah Sims. And Noah and I have become really good friends and, and buddies. Even he came up and did a cooking demonstration at an event last week. You know, that wasn't business for radical per se, but it's growing relationships. And I'm just a relationship person. I, you know, I think it's, I won't say I'm a, it's not what you know, it's who you know. But I think it's, it's, it's sometimes more the who you know than what you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in some really important way, doing you do business with people that you know and that you like and you get along with, right? Bingo. 100%. Couldn't say it any better. Yeah. So having a good, fun, cool conversation on a podcast is one way to kick off a relationship. And you might not get to know that person otherwise. Exactly. Like Austin Hope. He makes... Uh, the best Cabernet in the world, in my opinion. He is there, the fastest growing luxury Cabernet brand in the world. They're in Paso Robles in California. I've had him on the podcast twice, um, and he's become another great friend. We share stories. We share stuff. He sends me wine, and uh, I'm a big wine guy. And so, it, again, and that's there's a, no really been no dollar exchange there, but there's been a lot of of personal, you know, growth and just getting to know perspectives and leveraging the tools that we have now. We have these amazing tools like what we're using now on your podcast, Zoom, you know, Switcher Studio, all these tools for connecting the world and social media and all those things. So, you know, just leveraging that to build relationships, especially, you know, we've had a tough year with COVID and stuff, but how do we, how do we, I I like making uh, lemonade out of lemons. Yeah. Yeah, that is awesome. Now, I've listened to some episodes of your podcast, and I describe the tone and style of it as edgy, uh, as a little bit aggressive, 
uh, you know, the opening music is like loud rock music, which personally I think is is fantastic. <laughs> um, and you as the host, you know, you're like kind of a big personality and you're very informal. You're dropping some F-bombs. You know, yeah. it's fun. It's a kind of fun, loose, entertaining style. And but and, and obviously that's part, I'm assuming, your personality and who you are. But it's also a deliberate choice, right? Yeah. So yep. why did you take the podcast in that direction, like from a marketing perspective? I'll use two words, two words, real and authentic. There's so much fakeness out there in the world, you know, fake it till you make it, pretending to be this. And there's a lot of boring stuff, too, quite frankly. I mean, marketing, some of marketing and business can be very boring. And, you know... I've done this for 20 years. I've been really successful. I've helped some of the largest brands in the world be successful. I helped Verizon Wireless grow from, you know, an idea to the one of the largest brands in the world uh, from 2001. So I have the chops, but I also have a personality and a style. And I, I thought that it was important to be real. Um, I know that my style might not be for everyone. But I would rather be me and be real and try to provide some amount of entertainment to some things that can be fairly stale and boring at times. Um, and so, but it's really, it's really, it's 99% me, you know, like it's just kind of like how I, how I am, how I am with my friends, how I am at work, you know, I am laid back, but I'm, you know, unapologetically me. And I thought it was important to be that way. I've done this for 20 years. I don't have to prove anything to anyone. Um, but I want people, you know, to, you know, be entertained on some level. <laughs> I think it's important, yeah. you know, <laughs> I love that. You know, a lot of the folks that we work with, we always talk about that. I say, of course you want your podcast to be informative and you want it to sound good, but it also should be entertaining if you want people yeah. to engage with it and that, and often that means it doesn't mean you have to do a song and dance, right. Or be like a professional yeah. entertainer, but if it's authentic, if you're being you and kind of letting loose a little bit and having just real flowing conversations, that's where the entertainment value comes in. And I really appreciate that because I think especially in the business podcasting world, you know, the B2B, whatever, a lot of those podcasts are a little dull. <laughs> you know, yeah. they're just because they reflect like a corporate culture. They're a little buttoned down. And but yours is just fun to listen to. Yeah. And look, we're an ad agency like we don't have a corporate structure. Like I'm trying to give the perspective like we let we let our hair down every day. Like I wear a T-shirt and jeans every day to work like you won't find me in a suit. Like so I'm going to be me and the edginess that is look. The name of our agency is Radical. Like, are you <laughs> right. kidding me? Like, and I didn't name it that because I was faking it. I was naming it because that's how what I believe and what I do and the work that we do every day. It's not, and don't get me wrong, it's not because every single idea is like, you know, you know, edgy and, and, and controversial. But at the same time, you have to in today's world with so much going on, attention is leverage. And to create attention, you have to have a perspective and a style that engages and entertains. And I tell my clients every time, they're like, we want to sell more. 
Well, you entertain and engage first and you sell last. But I guarantee you, if you do those first two things, you will sell. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. And, you know, I think it's especially important in podcasting, right? Just because it's 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 the medium lends itself to authenticity. Like if you compare it to, say, a blog post. And by the way, you guys also have a blog. We'll, we'll get to that in a second. But yeah. a blog post, I think it's just harder to, say, write a blog post that's like edgy and full of your personality for a, a bunch of reasons. One, I, you know, writing is hard. And yeah. as opposed to talking on a podcast, you're using your own voice. You're just being you. It's not scripted, right? So if you're willing to let loose and have a real conversation, it can be the most natural thing in the world. That's right. And look, I grew up an a you know, I remember my dad listened to, to Rush Limbaugh and others. Like I grew up at AM radio, sports talk radio. I've done some sports talk radio. So I have I have friends, Scott Cole, who was is the voice of NBA two K, the game for EA Sports. Like he and so I've had these influences, Howard Stern, you know, like mm-hmm. it's it's podcast, but it's a radio show, in a, you know, especially the audio form. Um, and so you've got to have some theater, you know, to it. Yeah. A, a bit. And look, I couldn't pull it off if it wasn't me, you know, like, and I have, you know, there's days where I have, and I'll tell Riley, our producer, I'm like, you know, like I get my energy up, you know, like, cause we all have that, you know, I'm like, pounding two monsters, you know, like, cause I, <laughs> like we had a party the night before or something. I'm on five hours of sleep and hung over or something. Look, it's just real. Like it's not because I'm some junkie, like I'm running one of the most successful agencies in the Southeast, but you know, I'm just going to keep it real, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I know I I'm, I'm totally with you and you know, look at who the most successful podcasters are like Joe Rogan, right? Yeah. If not the most successful, one of the top, and he's just who he is. I mean, he's a professional yeah. entertainer. He's a successful comedian. Yeah. But you listen to his show, and it's clearly just him being himself and having these hours-long conversations and just going for it, right? That's what's so much fun about his podcast. Totally agree. And But if you really listen to ours, and, you know, I do take pride, like, we know our stuff. Like, I, you can mm-hmm. disagree with my strategies and all that, but, like, my, the track record of our clients and the clients I've worked with, you know, we, we know what we're doing. So there's, there's the entertainment side, there's the edginess side and all that. But if you really listen to the episodes and you're a small, medium or large brand, you can learn a hell of a lot too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That, that's a great point. And it's really the combination of those things, right? You have exactly. that expertise. And so you can really talk in a way that what we might call like thought leadership for real based on experience. Yeah. And you combine it with just being you and you are an entertaining, fun person, then you've got, then you've really got something. Yeah. I mean, we like to have, um, you know, I say sometimes we clients come to us and they've got a lot of steak and no sizzle. And sometimes they have a lot of sizzle and no steak. I like to think we're trying to do both, you know, like, you know, both have the steak, and, uh, and so, and look, we are with the Radcast. We've just built a new web ca- website, uh, the radcast.com. It is a marketing hub. So you can literally come and search for influencers and find every time, every snippet highlight and every full episode where we talked, 
heavy about influencers. You can come look up e-commerce and they'll find, come up Shopify uh, optimization. Like any term you can search on our website and we've cataloged it in a way, 135 episodes, we've hit some main, some pretty heavy topics. And so that's awesome. Becoming a marketing hub. And we see that as the future of the platform and that being, you know, the website and kind of certainly leveraging and working with our great partners at Pandora and Spotify and all of those. We love all of them. But ultimately, we want the Radcast.com to kind of be that hub of entertainment, but educational marketing content. Yeah, absolutely. We'll put a link to the Radcast.com in our show notes. Uh, some people there. So now, as I mentioned before, you guys also have a blog, which it seems like your other main content marketing channel. And not surprisingly, the blog is a little less, little less like radical in its tone. You know, you're not like dropping f bombs yeah. on the blog and stuff <laughs> like that. So it's yeah. a little bit different, but it's all part of the same. You know, of your company. So how do you, how do the podcast and the blog kind of work together? Um. Well, I'll say this. They probably don't work together as closely as they should. I will say with what we're doing with the Radcast.com, which is actually done through a subdomain of Radical. So Radical.company, which is our website, you know, I'm going to get technical here on the SEO side and all that. We do sure. we do get all of that SEO value built back into Radical.company through the Radcast and all of that stuff. We are starting to uh, turn every episode into written form. That's happening like literally now. So you'll start to see um, some of those worlds coming together for that written content or whatever. The blog, though, has historically served a purpose for SEO value. Um, and intrinsically, that is not as interesting. It's very hard. I, mean, I think we, we do well. Sometimes we can do better at others with how do we make that as interesting and as radical-esque <laughs> as everything mm -hmm. else we do. I think if there's any part of our entire marketing ecosystem that is at times unradical, it would probably be the blog. <laughs> so uh -huh. admittedly, uh, it, it does help us. We get a lot of SEO value from all the articles that we write. We have technical knowledge and all of those things that we're executing it. But admittedly, those worlds are fairly far apart right now. Yeah. And I mean, you know, a blog and a podcast are pretty different animals in my experience. Yeah. yeah. You can align them, right? Like you said, you can turn audio content into, you can repurpose it as a blog. And I think that's a smart thing to do. But writing is very different than speaking. Yeah, it is. And I think I would say the blog is used to get them in the front door because they find mm -hmm. us. And then they get to sample everything else because everything's there. You've got... You know, our website's pretty edgy, like, you know, our tagline's marketing at the speed of now. Um, and we live and breathe that notion. And we, we get into the specificities of how we bring that to light. It's not just about rushing through things. It's more about now being present, active, accountable, and and always looking for what's next. Um, but you get them in the front door with the blog, then they, can, they stumble upon the Radcast and everything else. They'll get to know and understand, you know, us better. The, even if the blog gets them the front door for, for a more technical reason. Right. Gotcha. Okay. So Ryan, what's your advice for a business that's thinking about starting a podcast, but may, there may be a little on the fence about it. Start yesterday. So 
<laughs> um, a lot of people, there's a couple things going on with podcasting in general. Like everyone thinks that like we've hit this, you know, high or whatever. We're still going up the bell curve. You've got Pandora, Spotify, Apple spending millions, if not billions on infrastructure and acquisitions. Podcasting is, is still, still growing. And so any perspective that they should know oh, it's too crowded or whatever. Nope. Because think about there's so many businesses that have niche markets and if they don't, they probably should have niche markets. They don't need, you know, this isn't selling Tide. They don't need to sell, you know, 3 million units a month. They might need two customers a month. So if you, mm -hmm. if you only have 25 listeners, if, if one of them's a customer, it was worth the time. And so the advice is to find a niche, uh, show your perspective, become a knowledge expert in your field. If you aren't already, you likely are. If, you already, if you've been doing it for a while, you have a perspective. And even if you're just starting out, you have a an attitude and a personality that you can share while sharing knowledge. Because whatever you're doing, you have to have some expertise in it. And so yeah. finding that, finding those niches, and then, you know, worry about, you know, the, the $5,000 microphone tomorrow, you know, like down the road. Worry about getting your first 20 episodes. What happens is people do five episodes. They get uh, dissuaded or discouraged by oh, only four people listen, seven people. Don't even look at the metrics until you get to episode like 25, you know, mm -hmm. worry about getting to, you know, do the outline those first 20 guests. Look, people love to come on podcasts. I love to do it. I say yes to 95% of the ones today, no matter how big or small, I like to talk about it. I like to help others and, you know, people will come on. You know, like, and so you'll be able to get guests. You can fill in the content, but outline, you know, your, you know, what you want it to be about and then start making some episodes. Yeah, just do it. Yeah. That's great advice. And, you know, another way that I look at it as there, there are something like a billion blogs out there. Yeah. You know, every business has a blog, right? There are maybe a couple million podcasts by, yeah. by contrast. And the vast majority of those, like you just said, maybe have a couple episodes and then they gave up. Yep. So chances are, especially if you are some kind of, you know, you can find your niche, you might be one of the very few podcasts that's talking about that niche. That's exactly right. It's, it's amazing opportunity, right, to get out ahead. And you, oh, I, yeah. I think you're right. It's still growing. And it's a way to brand. It's a conversation piece, too. So like... Again, back to business development, it's I don't want to like oversell or undersell that point. Like it's certainly a business development tool. It's a marketing tool. I look at it as a marketing tool more than a business development. It's turned into business development, but I see it as a branding and marketing tool for my personal brand and the agency's brand. And I think it and brand is built over the long term. And so you gotta mm -hmm. come into it with the right perspective. You're not gonna gain clients from podcasts in your first two months, you know. But it, what it does is it creates leverage in the form of elevating your own persona and brand as a conversation. Hey, have you checked out my, you know, Joe the Lawyer podcast? You know, like mm -hmm. oh, the fact that he's doing it, you know, that he, you know, like it, it gives some gravitas to your business and your company in the early stages. And then when you got 25 episodes and you're having, you know, big time guests or whatever that perspective may be then it becomes a whole nother animal. There's stages to the benefits of it. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. And again, like uh, in contrast to maybe authoring a blog post, right? Okay, your name is on it. 
But that's very different than being the host of a podcast or the voice of a podcast. You're really putting yourself out there, like literally. It is you talking, and that's a whole different thing. And it's not necessarily better or worse, although I I do kind of think it's better in a lot of ways. (laughs) But it's it's just different. Like it's really you, and people get to know you, the person, and not just – Joe, not just the guy who works at such and such company or who runs whatever company. Well, in the Ryan Alford playbook, I believe in B to H. There's no B to B. There's no B to C. Business to human. And as humans, we want to know and understand each other. And no matter if you're selling to businesses and there's 10 decision makers, there's a human on the other side. And so podcasting allows you to show your humanity one way or the other, whether you're boring Joe you know, somewhere in the middle, Ryan, somewhere in the middle, Jeremy, wherever your perspective is, there's someone, there's an audience for it. Yeah. And by the way, it's fun. It's fun to do a podcast. It is fun. You know? Yeah. It is fun. Well, I had fun, Ryan. Thank you so much for an awesome conversation. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, me too, Jeremy. My pleasure. And uh, really appreciate the opportunity to come on. That's it for this episode of Engage Your Tribe. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. You know you want to. If you're a marketer or an internal communicator and you're interested in podcasting, we've got tons of free resources on the website at tribknowledge.com. That's T-R-I-B knowledge.com. Thanks for listening and staying engaged. 